What's up, everybody? We're here to go over UFC Paris, uh, Cyril Gaon versus Sergey Spivak. Uh, it's a pretty good card. And uh, but real, real quick, let's go over the results for for last week, man. It was a very good card, very profitable card. Uh, made a lot of money, man. I had a blast. I was I was having some drinks and just winning money the entire time. You know, throughout the whole card, I picked the whole card right, except for the main event. And I'm not mad that I got that one wrong either because I don't like Aljamain Sterling. I wanted him to lose. So <laughs> I was uh, super happy about the whole thing. Um, I did my stupid uh, drunk Conor McGregor impression because all my bets were hitting. And uh, then I felt embarrassed about it and took the video down uh, the next morning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a really good card, man. And if you look here, you got the, as far as the big parlays, these are the ones that hit. My Hail Mary didn't hit because of Sterling, but. I had these, um, Natalia Silva, Gregory Rodriguez, uh, Weili Zhang, and uh, Kareen Silva. And that was, I think I had 400 on that one, and I had a, it hit for $1,043. And then I had a 17 parlay, which was Natalia Silva, Kurt Hollibaugh, Gregory Rodriguez, Maro Batista, Marlon Vera, Weili Zhang, and Brad Tavares. And I think I had like 50, 60 bucks on that, and it was a uh, $896 parlay. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, and that's nothing compared to my, you know, what I had made on my, my single bets here, man. Cause every single one of these hit, uh, my single plays and my two fight parlay, I had a play on Mario Batista. Um, it was actually the play that I have on here for him was actually different because this was the play for when, uh, he was fighting Cody Garbrandt. Uh, so I actually ended up making it a two unit play against Demon Blackshear and it was like a minus, I think a minus two fifteen is what he was. Um, so I did change that around and got a little bit better value on him, dropped it down to two units. I hated betting against Demond Blackshear because I'm a big fan of his, but you know, Mario Batista did his thing and then I had a two unit play on Kareem Silva. Um, you know, I had no doubt in my mind about that play, man. And there were some people, you know, commenting and messaging me, telling me like, man, you know, she already lost to Rose. I'm like, yeah, I know. I talked about it. And, uh, they were giving me, giving me shit about it respectfully. You know, it wasn't, wasn't nothing, no shit talking or anything, but, uh, uh, but yeah, man, I was excited to see her go out there and not, not, there wasn't a second of that fight. She was losing. She just completely dominated. And, uh, then I had a play on Marlon Vera at minus 175. It was a one unit play. Um, he did get out volumed, man, and he won the third round clearly, but you know, in the first two rounds, he kind of got out volumed, but I think he was probably landing the bigger shots as maybe what the judges were seeing. Um, and then I had a two fight parlay that was Mario Batista and Natalia Silva. And, uh, it was a 1.5 unit bet, one and a half unit bet. And uh, it actually ended up being at better odds because of the switch out with Batista. So I ended up getting it at like, like a minus 110 or something instead of a minus 125 because um, I got better odds on him. Uh, but, yeah, man, all that hit, man. And, you know, uh, best card I've had probably since since doing the, doing the channel. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm not even sure exactly how much I won, man. But you, if you do the math, you know, a unit for me is $1,000 per unit. Um, when I first started the channel, it was $500 a unit. And, uh, so yeah, man, it was, it was a lot of money, you know, and the, and the big parlays were hitting too, man. It's, it's rare. You have a card that goes that well, but I was pretty confident. So 
Real happy about that, man. It was a good card. And uh, let's get over here to the to the UFC Paris. UFC Fight Night, Sergey Spivak versus Cyril Gaon. Um, real quick, um, no one won the contest uh, for the free autograph merch. Um, so if y'all want to, let's do it for this card, the uh, Sergey Spivak versus Cyril Gaon card. Uh, give me your three picks for that. You know, I'm sure y'all remember how it works. Um, if you watch the channel regularly, you know, you pick three winners. You got to give me the winner, the round, and the method of victory, and you can only pick one decision. Winner, round, and method of victory, and you can pick one decision. And uh, whoever gets it gets the autograph. One of the autographed items that I have is Donald Cerrone, uh, Demetrius Johnson, um, Juliana Miller. Not sure anybody wants that, <laughs> but... uh. Uh, and there's something else. I'd autograph Holly Holm as well. So, um, yeah, whoever gets that right first, um, we'll get to pick one of those items. And uh, so we'll do it for this card, uh, Gone versus Spivak. And uh, if you if you are new to the channel, I go through, give out all my picks and my bets at the end of the card. And um, what else? And uh, if you're not interested in watching my videos, um, you can go to my social medias instagram and tiktok are both high kick underscore fight picks i also have a facebook group high kick fight picks on facebook real easy to find um and also if you subscribe to my channel you know uh, uh i post this stuff on my, my bet flyers and stuff on uh on my community tab so it'll pop up in your feed if you're subscribed to my channel and uh i think that's it man for all that and uh please like and subscribe guys it really helped me out a lot i'm trying to get up to that that 500 500 subscriber mark um i put a lot of work into this so <laughs> I, I definitely deserve it man and uh thank you all you guys for caring what i have to say you know as usual so uh yeah let's get into this card man uh well, so far we've lost um we lost nazareth haparask uh, uh versus sam patterson patterson withdrew he hasn't found another opponent yet i don't think he's going to be on the card uh, we lost Volkan Ozdemir versus Azamat Mirzakhanov. Uh, Volkan Ozdemir is fighting, um, what's Gastov? What is his last name? Uh, Bogdan uh, Guskov. And uh, then we lost Zara Farin uh, versus Haley Cohen. Um, another fight. Cohen's been dropped out of so many fights since I've been doing this channel. <laughs> I'd have been real mad if I had to do the the tape study on her again just to just for her to back out of the fight so first up we got zara farine taking on jacqueline calva calvacante 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 <laughs> um zara farine is 36 years old 5'8 with a 73 and 73.2 inch reach um whatever that is uh and then um she's six and five and oh and three in the ufc and as the time of me doing uh, my notes, the odds weren't up on this yet, but I will check it real quick and see if they're up. Um, I should have done. I forgot. I forget to do this every time before the video is check the odds for the ones that we're missing. But uh, I'll go over and check it on Bet Online. Sorry. Oh yeah, I got a new soundboard, man. So, um, if I wanted to, I could do cool stuff like this. What's up? What's up? Or, or this. 
All right, I'm done messing around. Sorry. Um, see if these odds are on here. Yeah, they're up now. So um, Zara Farine is a plus 245 underdog. Uh, Calvicante is a minus 290 favorite. So um, I'll keep that pulled up. I think that was the only one um, that, that I was missing the odds on. Uh, yeah, so Farine is dropping down to um, – she's dropping down to Bantamweight here. Um, she has good kickboxing. She's pretty big for 135. She was even big for 145, in my opinion. She's really, really big. And uh, I feel like the UFC is trying to give her a win here, kind of. You know, and she's from Paris, fighting out of France. Um, I think they're trying to give her a good matchup, maybe. Somebody that's, you know, got a little experience coming in. But uh, she didn't look half bad in her, you know, her last fight, you know, with um, with uh, Nunez. Um, is it Estella Nunez? Josiane, Josiane Nunez, sorry. Um, yeah, she started strong. She was landing the more powerful shots. Uh, was kind of really busting Nunez up at the beginning of that fight. Um, but then Nunez took over, you know, late. And she did appear to tire towards the end of the first round, uh, Farin did. And, um, yeah, so, you know, she, she landed like 60 strikes in the first round, man. But she was pretty gassed after that. And uh, Nunez was able to take over in the last two rounds. Um, she was having a lot of success with her uh, with her body kick in that fight. Um, you know, she's so big, I have trouble believing that she can make 135. Uh, you know, it says she's 36 on Tapology, but I know that's not true. She's definitely over 40 now because when I was watching the tape on, like, her first fight in the UFC, she was 36. Um, and, uh, yeah, she has fought the tougher competition now, these two for sure, but, you know, she's going to gas out in the first round. She's definitely not going to stand a chance against the younger girl here. And she's taking on Jacqueline Calvicante. She is 26 years old, 5'9". We don't have a reach on her on here. 5-1, um, and one, and this is going to be her UFC debut. Uh, she's a pretty big favorite. Um, you know, she's actually an inch taller than uh, Zara is, so she must be pretty big, too. Um, it's hard to tell when you're watching, you know, tape on some of these, you know, regional scene fights. You know, it's just not as high quality as the UFC, but I guess I won't really know until I see them, you know, to, together in the octagon, but... uh so she um she lost her fight in the PFL by split decision and her last win was over in LFA where she won the title. Um I believe it was her first fight in LFA. And uh she has three knockouts on her record, has never won or lost by submission. Um she went five rounds in that fight in LFA, so she'll definitely have the cardio advantage here. She's very fast. Um uses a lot of calf kicks, good power, really nice straight right hand. Um I saw her drop somebody with a jab in uh oh I think it was in the LFA fight in her last fight. And um Really nice straight right hand, like I said. Um, I could see Zara having success early, but I do think Jacqueline will take over toward the end of the first round and uh, probably get a finish in the third, you know, a late finish. And, uh, you know, she's she's not going to be at, a, at, at such a size disadvantage, you know, in this fight as as, as Nunez was. You know, Nunez was way smaller than uh, than Zara. And, um, you know, Nunez was, was having to, like, windmill punches over the top, you know, and Jacqueline's not going to have to do that. She's going to be, you know, even taller, longer, um, be able to throw straight punches right down the middle. Um, I think she's going to bust Zara up whenever she's whenever she gets tired. So um, I'm going to be taking uh, Calvicante to win uh, by third round knockout. All right, drop my mic. Uh, next up, we got Farid Basarat taking on Clayton Rodriguez. 
And Farid Basarat is 26 years old, 5'8", with a 71-inch reach. He is 10-0 uh, and 1-0 and and in the UFC, and he's a minus-230 favorite. Uh, he's got one win by knockout, five by submission on his record. He's very well-rounded, good submissions and good submission defense. Um, has a win over Damon Blackshear, who we've seen look pretty good since then. And uh, he's going to have a four-inch reach advantage in this fight. He uses really nice calf kicks, good balance, and takedown defense. Uh, very good single leg takedowns and trip takedowns. Very good at passing into half guard. Um, nice combinations on the feet. You know, seems seems powerful, but hasn't really been getting the knockouts. Uh, very accurate with his punches. You know, there's a lot to like with this guy. I mean, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, really, you know, out there. And he doesn't telegraph any of his spinning attacks very much. And his cardio is really good. He holds a really tough pace. And um, I think his wrestling will serve him pretty well in this fight. And he's taken on Clayton Rodriguez. He is 27 years old, 5'6", with a 67-inch reach. He is 8-2 and two and 1-1 one and one in the UFC, and he's a plus-195 underdog. He's got four wins by knockout, two by submission on his record. Um, I do like Clayton striking, you know, very nice Muay Thai, lots of spinning attacks, um, you know, nice kicks to pretty much all levels. He throws a lot of tricky stuff, uh, heavy hands. He's going to have a – he's definitely going to have the power advantage in this fight. Um, you know, some things to worry about. You know, he has had trouble making weight quite a few times. And we saw in the C.J. Vergara fight that uh, his takedown defense is very questionable. And if C.J. can take uh, Clayton down, I'm pretty sure Basarat will be able to get the takedowns. Um, and also in the Vergara fight, you know, his cardio didn't look very good in that fight. You know, he's getting, he gets quite a few first-round finishes, you know, and uh, if it gets out of the first round, he tires quite a bit. Um, he's coming off a knockout victory over Shannon Ross, but Shannon Ross has been knocked out like three times in a row now. Um, so it's not as impressive in hindsight. Um, I do think Clayton will will get some more wins in the UFC down the line. He's very exciting and fun to watch. But I think Basarat's kind of just on another level and is way more well-rounded and has the better wrestling. And uh, I'm sure he'll go out there and play it smart to get the victory here, you know, not risk it on the feet with this guy uh, when he doesn't have to. So I'll take Basarat to win by decision. Um, I don't think Clayton Rodriguez has been finished ever. I'll check real quick. Yeah, he's never been finished. So, yeah, I'll definitely be taking Basarat by decision um, on that one. Next up, we got Morgan Shari taking on Ma Manalo Zeka. Zekin? We'll just call him Manalo since I can't get the name right this time. <laughs> uh, and Morgan is 27 years old, 5'7". Uh, we don't have a reach on him on here. Um, I should have took it down when I was watching the Cage Warriors um, tape on him. Uh, five seven eighteen nine and one. And it's going to be his UFC debut, and he is a minus two eighty six favorite. And uh, yeah, ten wins by knockout on his record, three wins by submission. He's only ever been uh, finished one time, and it was by submission. Um, he's been active in the Cage Warriors for for quite a while. Um, lots of experience coming into the UFC. Uh, good kicks, good kickboxing counters very well. Fast, powerful punches. Um, I think his best win was over uh, Pedro Souza, um, one of his more recent ones, who was 18 and four at the time. Um, had a little bit, tr little bit of trouble early in that fight. You know, Souza took his back, but he defended very well. Um, going into his his last, um, go back, in, going back to his last loss against Paul Hughes, um, he put himself in a bad position by jumping guillotine when he really didn't have it, and uh, he had a good first two rounds, you know, and then he got caught with a good punch in the third and immediately gave up a takedown, and the whole momentum of the fight changed from that point on, and, and Paul was able to win the last three rounds of that fight. Um, 
you know, it, it's, um, he struggled quite a bit, you know, getting, uh, getting back to the feet, you know, when he was, when he was down, um, in that fight, for the most part, what I've seen, you know, and, um, watching the tape on him, um, he was, he was pretty good at getting back to the feet, but maybe, you know, Paul Hughes is a good wrestler. I, I'm not really sure. Um, but, uh, I will say that, you know, um, the guys that have beaten Morgan Sherry have been very tough guys like Soren Bach, who has since gone over to Bellator and has won three fights in Bellator. Um, Morgan has been in a ton of five round fights, man. So he's got the cardio, uh, for the most part, he, he is a, you know, a really tough prospect. As far as his weaknesses go, he may struggle against really good wrestlers, um, that can get him down, but uh, I'm not sure yet if that will be the case in this fight. Cause you know, going into doing my notes, you know, when I was doing them, I didn't know anything about, you know, his opponent, you know, um, I was just finding it all out then. I, I had never seen anything on this guy. Um, you know, Morgan has definitely fought the tougher competition now of these two guys. So, and he's taking on Milano. He is 26 years old, five eight. Don't ever reach on him either. There's a lot of fighters on this card that don't ever reach his because they're all debuting or whatever. Um, he's 11 and three, and this is going to be his UFC debut. Um, he's a plus 246 underdog. Uh, this guy has nine wins by knockout and uh, one win by submission on his record. You know, most of his most of his wins have been first round finishes. Uh, throws a ton of calf kicks. Um, you know, good at good at slipping punches and landing his right hand. Uh, does rush in a little too much. You know, and he was getting caught in his last fight doing that. You know, he did eventually get the knockout. Um, I think it was a big knee that he landed. Um, you know, he may have a uh, power advantage in this fight. You know, he has a really nice flying knee. Um, but what I what I do feel is that you know Shari will have you know the striking advantage in this fight. Um, rather than the power advantage, uh, which is where I expect the fight to play out. Um, I don't think Milano will be able to get uh, Shuddy down and control him, which is what's, that's what guys have had to do to beat Shuddy. You know, I mean, uh, on the feet for the most part, he was looking pretty good the whole time. Uh, but honestly, anything could happen here, man. You know, betting on, <laughs> on a lot of these fights on this card is kind of like betting on freaking, you know, the Dana White's contender series. You know, uh, a lot of big favorites lose on there. And, uh, you know, I'm... I've been trying to put some bets on the Dana White Contender Series, just like little $50 parlays or whatever, and, you know, I lose every time. But, you know, it's because it's because I don't have time to uh, to actually really study the card very much. You know, it's I know little bits and pieces and just trying to win some extra money, so I'll put it on there. But, yeah, I don't have time to, to study all that right now, so I'm, I've been kind of missing out on it and throwing away 50 bucks every week. But it's not, not bad when you're winning money every weekend, so... Uh, but I'm going to be taking uh, Morgan Shetty to win by decision. Um, I don't believe this Milano guy has been finished. Uh, one one knockout loss and one submission loss, and they were both they they were both way back in his career. Um, he did lose a fight by decision just a couple fights ago, so definitely not as polished as uh, Shetty looks. So I think Shetty's going to be better. Pretty much everywhere the fight goes. And next up, we got Taylor uh, Lapalus taking on Muin Gafarov. And Taylor is 31 years old. He's 5'6 with a 73-inch reach. He is 18-3 and 3-1 and three and in the UFC. Um, and he's a minus-180 favorite. So, you know, he's been in the UFC before. You know, this is going to be his return to the UFC. Um, you know, I, I ended up going back and I wasn't sure why he was cut from the UFC at first because he won his last fight with the promotion, so he didn't even go out on a loss. Um, but it turns out that he went, uh, 
I think he, he wanted to do boxing and he went and done one boxing fight and then went back to MMA. Um, but he has gone seven and one since leaving the UFC with a knockout win over Nate Maness being one of those wins. Um, he's never been finished. He has four wins by knockout, six wins by submission. Um, and he will have a five inch reach advantage in this fight. And, uh, he has good dirty boxing in the clinch, you know, going back and watching his UFC fights, he did give up a lot of takedowns, but he was very good at getting back to his feet. Um, as far as what he's done since the UFC, he's looked very good. You know, nice kickboxing, throws a whole lot of calf kicks and really, really nice, fast, you know, high kick uh, from the left side that he was uh, catching guys with. And uh, yeah, man, he uses a lot of feints, good knees in the clinch. You know, he, he hurt his last opponent with a, with a knee to the liver. And uh, you can tell, you can tell that, you know, Taylor has made a whole lot of improvements. He's a finisher now, you know, whereas before he was getting a lot of decision wins. Um, he's very experienced. He has, you know, the, the previous UFC experience. So that's going to be a big advantage for him in this fight. Uh, throws nice sidekicks to the body and the head. You know, he's very good at counter-striking at well, as well from the outside. Um, very fast with his punches, man. Usually throws long combinations, you know, he'll, at least when he blitzes in. You know, it's kind of a karate-type deal where he will he'll stay on the outside and pop shots, man, and then he'll blitz in every so often and throw like a three-punch three combination. Um, so, yeah. Uh, very, very excited to see him back in the UFC. Uh, sorry, I can't talk today, guys. Let me grab some water. <laughs> I've been frying down here, man. It's over 110, 115 degrees every day for like the past freaking three months and no rain. <laughs> um, he's taking on Muin Gafarov. He is 27 years old, 5'7 with a 68-inch reach. He is 18 and 5 and 0 and 1 in the UFC, and he's a plus 155 underdog. And he has 10 wins by knockout and 7 by submission. Um, he's fought in 1FC and in the LFA. Uh, he's been around, you know, very experienced. Um, lost his fight on the Contender Series. Um, who was that, too? Uh, Chad Ellen Ellinger. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, but, you know, he got a chance to jump in on short notice against uh, John Castaneda. And he showed that he's very tough, very powerful. Um, he's very, very wild, you know, kind of kind of rushes in a whole lot and doesn't really care about getting hit. Um, not very pretty at all, his striking. Um, throws, throws crazy axe kicks and a lot of spin kicks. Um, you know, he has the wrestling in his back pocket. You know, his power really has carried him a long way in his career. You know, he has a, he has a highlight reel of finishes, you know, and... But like I said, his striking really isn't that good. He just throws everything with all this power and rushes in and just wings punches, and, and it's worked for him, you know. But we saw that, you know, with a step up in competition, you know, that shit didn't really work. You know, I mean, he was going in there and landing shots, but he was just swinging overhand, you know, hooks back and forth, right, left, right, left, just walking forward, you know. And yeah, he was still getting, he was still getting pieced up, you know, by Castaneda, man, and he gassed himself out kind of doing that as well, even though he did keep it up a lot longer than I thought he was going to. Um, but you could tell he was really tired, but, um, you know, he, that also, you know, it means that he's always live for a knockout. You know, it, it would be, it would be scary to bet against this guy really, man. Cause if with the way he fights, man, you know, I could see why he's got so many knockouts, you know, cause he just goes forward, tucks his head and throws punches, you know, he doesn't care. Um, I think if he wants to win this fight, he's going to need to use his wrestling, or, or hope that one of his giant, you know, hooks that he throws lands. Um, I think Taylor is the better striker for sure. Definitely more technical. Um, and if he gets Goffrov, you know, out of the first round, I think he'll pick him apart for sure. Um, 
Gafarov will be hard to finish, so I, I think Taylor's going to win this fight by decision, uh, unless he lands another flying knee or something like that. You have to you have to hit this guy with something really hard to put Gafarov away, man. And um, this is definitely a scary fight, you know. Um, scary fight to bet on. Um, definitely the more more skilled fighter is definitely uh, Taylor Lapalus. So I'll be taking him to win by decision. Next up, we got Angelusa taking on Reese McKee. And Angelusa is 29 years old, 5'10", with a 74-inch reach. He is 9-3 and and 1-1 one and one in the UFC. And he's a minus-190 favorite. And, uh, yeah, Ange is kind of an underrated fighter, in my opinion. Um, you know, he's had some tough fights as, as of the past few years. Um, if you go back and look at his record, you know... Uh, on the uh, on the contender series, he lost to Jack Della Maddalena, but he went, took him to a decision, which is more than a lot of people have been able to do. Uh, then he had a win over John Howard over in uh, XMMA. That's a tough guy. It's been around a long time. And uh, then he fought uh, Monir Laziz, uh, sorry, uh, who was a very talented you know sniper, and uh, took him to a decision as well. Then he had that war with um, AJ Fletcher, you know, his last time out, and. Uh, Man, he's he's never been finished. Likes to pop the jab and then throw the hooks to the body. Uh, goes to the body a lot with his kicks as well, which is something I always like to see. Um, has a really nice lead right hand. You know, when he was busting Fletcher up with that man, as soon as he as soon as he started landing it, he didn't stop. Uh, he made the read very well, and uh, Fletcher wasn't able to make the read to stop him. You know, and uh, we also saw that Ange can you know use his wrestling when he needs to. Um, decent enough takedown defense. Very well rounded. Um, you know, he may want to use his wrestling in this fight, you know, taking on a tall striker like, like Reese McKee. Um, but yeah, so Reese McKee is 27 years old, 6'2", with a 78-inch reach. He's 13-4-1 and 0-2 and in the UFC. He's a plus-165 underdog. Yeah, it's his second shot in the UFC, man. He got knocked out by Konzat Chemaev and beaten up by Alex Morono um, in, his, in his previous fights in the UFC and... You know, those losses don't actually look that bad, you know, in hindsight. You know, Morono's gone on to be very, you know, very good. And Comzat is Comzat. So, you know, uh, no shame in there. A lot of people are going to lose to that guy. And uh, Reese has 10 wins by knockout and three by submission. Uh, since he left the UFC, he's gotten three knockouts in a row in Cage Warriors. He's the uh, welterweight champ, you know, for Cage Warriors. Um, he's going to have a four-inch reach advantage in this fight. Very tall for for the weight class. And, uh you know, his striking defense isn't the best. You know, he was getting hit a lot in his last fight. Um, he was fighting a guy kind of half his size, though, really, you know, and uh, he's kind of happy to stay on the outside and throw the jab. You know, he starts picking up the pace in the second round. Uh, he's used to fighting and training for five-round fights, so I expect his cardio to be on point. Um, you know, we saw in his fights in the UFC that his takedown defense really needed some work, and I can forgive the Konzat, you know, takedowns, but Morono was able to get him down as well, and Morono isn't known as a wrestler, so... That's that's why I think Luce is going to be using his wrestling in this fight. Uh, but, you know, McKee uses his reach very well. If he can keep it on the feet, he may win this fight. You know, he's very powerful. Um, kind of kind of wears on you, you know, just kind of slowly starts picking up the pace and popping you with those straight shots, and eventually you can't take them anymore, you know. And uh, he's really he's really open for leg kicks, I notice. You know, he, he kind of stands on the lead leg heavy. Um, so I expect I expect Luce to capitalize on that. And... Uh, yeah, I think I think I'm kind of tempted to bet on McKee because you know, I'm like a fan of you know, all the Irish fighters and stuff, and 
I, I wanted him to win before when he was in the UFC, and I would and I would, you know, pick him, you know, in, in my parlays and stuff. Well, not against Chimaev, but against like Morono, I picked him, and that didn't go well. So, I think Lusa's going to come out and get some takedowns, fight smart, you know, kind of tire out McKee, you know, for the first few rounds, and maybe then maybe fight him on the feet. But uh, I'm going to take Lusa to win by decision. Sorry, I gotta fix this microphone, dude. It keeps like falling down. Get your shit together, chance. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, we got Nora Cornalo taking on Jocelyn Edwards. And Nora is 34 years old. Uh, you know, they don't often sign, you know, prospects with that small of a record, you know, at, at that age. You know, Dana White always talks about that on the Contender Series, you know. Um, 34 years old, 5'7", uh, 6 one, six and 1, and this is going to be her UFC debut, and she's a plus 110 underdog. And uh, she's won all her fights by finish, five knockouts, one by submission, uh, but hasn't fought any good competition yet at all. You know, she's very powerful. Uh, nice boxing. I do wonder about her takedown defense. You know, she, she hasn't fought anybody that was a really good wrestler yet, man. And a lot of the people that she's been fighting, you know, were like 2-0 two and, two and oh, or 1-0 and oh, and... 12 and 10 and, you know, 0 and 0, never had a fight. Her last fight was over somebody that was 4 and 2, and then she uh, won because uh, her opponent's leg was injured, her knee couldn't continue. Uh, the fight didn't even go that far. And, um, you know, uh, she's very powerful, um, nice boxing, like I said. Uh, she fights well in the clinch, especially with her knees, has a Muay Thai background. Uh, but she has been fighting, you know, very low-level competition. Uh, she's got a really nice, fast high kick. And it's hard for me to say much more based on the competition that she's fought, man. It's hard for me to really say she's that good, you know, when I haven't seen her fight anybody that's, that's, you know, well-rounded or or fought more than, you know, once. And uh, But she is a finisher, so that is impressive, man. But she's taken on, you know, a hardened UFC veteran here. You know, it's got a lot of experience. Uh, Jocelyn Edwards is 27 years old, 5'8", with 70-inch reach. She is 13-4 and 4-2 and and in the UFC, and she's a minus-130 favorite. And uh, y'all know, man, if y'all been watching the channel for a while, that I'm an Edwards fan. Um, if she would grow her hair out again, I would totally marry her. Um, she probably likes girls, probably don't even like men. But um, she's coming off a very close split decision win uh, that a lot of people, including me, thought she, you know, she probably should have lost that fight. Um, very close, but I, I, thought, I thought that... Uh, who was that? Uh, Lucy Paldova. I thought she. Uh, I thought she was going to get the decision, man. But I was happy um, that Edwards. That Edwards won that. So. Um, so she has five wins by knockout, three by submission. Um, early on, she used to have a lot of trouble with her takedown defense, uh, but she has gotten a lot better, man. A lot better at that. Uh, good Muay Thai. She is pretty offensive off of her back when she is taken down. Um, you know, she has really good ground and pound from top position. Uh, she had a loss to Carla, uh, Carla Rosa, uh, Carol. I can't talk today. I'll probably start over. <laughs> uh, Carol Rosa, who, who I consider to be, you know, a really tough chick. I don't think there's any shame in that loss. Um, I've noticed that, that Jocelyn has really kind of started fighting more reserved in her last few fights rather than taking a whole lot of risk. Uh, but you know, it's kind of smart because, you know, whenever she was taking all those risks and stuff, that's how she was getting taken down a lot. 
Um, she has good speed. She's been kind of happy to use uh, her range and beat up opponents from the outside. You know, using a lot of kicks and good combinations here lately. Nice straight shots. Um, has had trouble making weight in the past few times, so there is that to think about. Um, it's just, it's kind of a shame that, you know, women's featherweight is, is almost non-existent, you know, because uh, Edwards looked pretty good at, at 145. She looked big and strong, and she had a good fight, so um, it's too bad. She has to keep going down to 135 to get fights, you know, but um, what else? Uh, I think she's going to be the bigger girl here, but it's hard to say until we see them in the, you know, in the, in the octagon together. Um, I'm going to be picking Evers to win this fight solely based on her UFC experience and being more well-rounded, knowing how to capitalize on mistakes. Um, she may have a bad first round, but I think she'll steal the last two rounds and stay on the outside, pop the jab, uh, ended up getting the win by decision. Not super confident in that though. Next up, we got Volkan Ozdemir taking on Bogdan Guskov. And Ozdemir, Ozdemir is 33 years old, 6'2", with a 75-inch reach. She, he is 18-7 and 6-6 and six and six in the UFC, and he's a minus 158 favorite. He's got 12 wins by knockout, one win by submission. Um, he came into the UFC with a couple of big knockouts, uh, but since then it's kind of been hit and miss. You know, Granted, he's only lost to some of the best guys in the division, uh, but I really just didn't like how he couldn't put, you know, Paul Craig away in that fight. Um, it w wasn't a good look. Um, you know, I would have thought he got he would have got a quick knock out there. Um, he usually is good at the beginning of the fight, comes out, lands some really big shots. Um, we saw Krylov dominate him with his takedowns and the grappling and really just wear on him and tire him out. Even though his conditioning seems to have improved quite a bit in his last few fights, um, you know, unless he's getting wrestled, then he then he's got nothing, you know, <laughs> nothing for you after that. Um, has a striking background, and and although his grappling and takedown defense has improved quite a bit, you know, once he's tired, he will start accepting the bottom position, uh, and just kind of hold on. You know, that's what he did in the, the Krylov fight. And uh, his kickboxing is really good. You know, very powerful, nice combinations. Doesn't throw the most volume at all, um, but you know his shots are meaningful when he does land them. And it all comes down to really, you know, how good this new guy is. I'm, at the time of doing my notes, I wasn't familiar with him really, so I, I got to find all, all uh, find out all about him, you know, um, a few days ago, and uh, it's very exciting. Guskov is 30 years old, six uh, three. We don't have a reach on him here. He's actually taller than Ozdemir, and Ozdemir is a pretty big guy. Um, he is 14 and two. And this is going to be his UFC debut. He's a plus-138 underdog. And uh, all this guy's wins have come by finish, man. 12 by knockout, 2 by submission. Uh, there's been some good fighters coming out of Uzbekistan lately, man. And mostly mostly all of this guy's wins have been first-round finishes. You know, this guy has very heavy hands. He's going to have a definite speed advantage in this fight. Um, he has decent head movement. uses a lot of feints. Uh, you know, throws a nice one-two down the middle that he hurts guys with. And, you know, it doesn't even look like he's putting that much on it, man. And he really hurts guys with, with those punches, man. He's not winging hooks. You know, he's just throwing straight ones down the middle. And uh, he's been fighting a lot of Russians, man, over in, I believe he fought in Brave and, and what other organizations was he fighting in? MMA series is all it says. I don't think that's right. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um... Throws good calf kicks for a big guy. Very dangerous ground and pound from top position. Uh, his takedown defense seems to be pretty good. You know, I haven't seen him, you know, get taken down yet. And, uh, you know, nice knees in the clinch. Super fast for a big guy. And I, I think if he's smart, man, he'll, 
he may want to, you know, kind of wear on Ozdemir for a little bit up against the cage or try to get a takedown to slow him down. But, you know, then again, this guy has never had to do that, man. He's ran right through everyone. Um, never seen him hurt in a fight. You know, uh, I think maybe he might've got knocked out once way early on in his career. Um, and I'm definitely going to be taking him to win by knockout, man. And I like the plus money, man. And I like his speed and his precision with his strikes. And, uh, I think he's going to be too fast for Ozdemir, man. And, um, this, this Guskov, Guskov guy is pretty good, man. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to have a, a good run in the division, man. And I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, some, <clears throat> some new guys at the top of this division, man. We've been seeing the same shit, the same shit, man, for forever. All the same fighters jockeying around for back and forth at the top of the top of the division. So let's get this new guy in there. Uh, next up, we got Giannis Gamor taking on Callen uh, Lauren. I don't know if you say Lauren or Lauren. Uh, Giannis is 28 years old, uh, 5'9". Don't have a reach on him. Uh, he's 12-1, and one, and this is going to be his UFC debut, and he's a plus 300 underdog, which is crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Giannis has been fighting over in Brave, man, and those guys over in Brave are no joke, man. We saw one of the Brave guys come in and make a big statement on the Dana White Contender Series the other day. Uh, you know, they're no, they're no joke over there at all, man. And this guy's got three wins by knockout, four wins by submission. And I know the I know this uh, Cowlin guy is is very good, but I think that's a crazy line for you know his UFC debut. Um, Giannis throws good question mark kicks, uh, good teep kicks. Um, can be a little tense at, at first in his fights, but once he starts opening up, he's very fun to watch. Uh, decent takedown defense, very good at holding guys up against the cage and beating guys up with his knees. Um, I watched a fight where that's basically what he did the entire fight until he was able to, uh, you know, his opponent made a little bit of a mistake and went down too low with his head and he landed a big knee up the middle and that was it. Basically just threw a couple hundred knees in that fight, um, which can be boring, but if he was fighting a tough Russian guy, that's what he had to do to win. I don't blame him, you know, um. And, uh, he's, you know, he's very well-rounded, man. He can use his wrestling if he needs to. I think he's going to be the bigger guy here, but as far as, like, height and length, you know, I think he'll be the bigger guy here. Um, you know, the Colin guy is very, very thick, strong guy. Um, you know, nothing nothing about Giannis stands out, you know, more than anything else. I think he's just a well-rounded guy. Uh, but he's 12-1, and one, man, and he's no joke. And for people to be putting that big of a line on him, you know, I find it crazy. Um, and he's taking on Colin Lauren. No, one, uh, sorry, 5-6. And he is eight and zero, and uh, it's going to be his UFC debut, and he's a minus four hundred favorite, and that line's probably already worse than that now. Um, he's got five wins by knockout, two by submission. Uh, he also had a really long amateur career as well. He's the Cage Warriors uh, bantamweight champion. Uses good front kicks up the middle, really nice boxing, throws fast combinations. Uh, uses his jab very well, man. Goes to the body a lot with his punches. Uh, he's a finisher, man. He has a really nice uppercut. You know, he was landing that quite a bit, and. Uh, which fight was that I was watching? I think it was the uh, Luke Shanks fight that he kept landing that big uppercut. Uh, you know, he's a former soccer player. You know, his takedown defense has held up pretty good so far. Uh, good grappling, very good at tri- triangling the legs from top position and controlling guys on the ground. Good at good at taking the back and backpacking guys for whole rounds. We saw that uh, in some of his fights on Cage Warriors. Um, this is going to be his toughest opponent yet, for sure, in my opinion. You know, there's a lot to like, but I still think the price is way too high. Uh, kind of makes me want to take a dog shot. You know, this this guy, Giannis, is fighting, you know, at home in, in, you know, in France. So, kind of, kind of makes me want to take a dog shot. But, 
you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you want to chase a prop on this one or something so you can make some, sorry, my mic cut out there. I don't know what the hell's going on with my stuff. I guess this is all around a, a bad video this time, guys. <laughs> um, you know, you might want to chase a prop, you know, on Lauren. Um, but I think he wins this fight and, uh, I think he's going to win it by decision, man. I don't know. Giannis has never been finished. And, uh, yeah, I think Lauren wins it by decision. Next up, we got Benoit St. Denis taking on Tiago Moises. And St. Denis is 27 years old. He's 5'11 with a 73-inch reach. He's 11-1. and one. And three and one in the UFC, and he's a plus one hundred underdog. And all of his wins have been by finish, man. He got a he got a big upset win last time out over the uh, the first real tough guy that he that he's fought in the UFC. You know, other than his one loss, which was up a weight class um, in uh, Bonfin. You know, he'll have a two and a half reach uh, reach advantage in this fight. And I like him for the plus money here, man. He's very powerful. He has good wrestling, uh, very good submissions. And, you know, we saw how tough he was in his debut, man. He took a beating and he just kept coming. That fight should have been stopped, you know, and the, and the ref. I don't think that a ref ever ever got to ref a fight again in the UFC. Um, you know, he's never been finished. Throws throws really nice kicks to the body, man, very hard. He kept hitting Bonfin with those at the beginning of that fight. He probably landed like 10 of them. He was just throwing them back-to-back, hammering them with, with those kicks. And uh, nice nice takedowns, good good trip takedowns. Um yeah, he's pretty much gotten takedowns in every fight that he's that he's had in the UFC so far. He's been pretty dominant, man, and pushes a really tough pace. Um, he kind of doesn't stop until he gets a finish, man. I, I picked him, I picked him, uh, I picked against him, you know, the last time out, and he kind of really ran through that guy, man. And uh, I was kind of shocked at how you know easily he won that fight. Uh, he's very hard to keep down. If you do get him down, he has really nice sweeps. Um, he's going to have the striking and power advantage in this fight for sure. Uh, throws good spin elbows, you know, two, two wins by knockout, nine by submission on his record, which is kind of crazy, you know, because we've been seeing him, you know, be pretty, uh, devastating with his, with his strikes in the UFC. And, uh, he's no joke on the ground, man. You know, he showed that his grappling is very good. And I think that him being an underdog in this fight is because people are really leaning into the, you know, Moises is a very good grappler and whatnot, which I agree, but, um, I don't think St. Denise is a joke, man, as far as as far as his his wrestling and his jiu-jitsu either. So and he's taking on Tiago Moises. He is twenty-eight years old, five nine with a seventy and a half inch reach. He is and six and four in the UFC, and he's a minus one twenty favorite. And uh he's known for his grappling man, his jujitsu is very good. Three wins by knockout, eight by submission. Um I know everyone thinks he's gonna that this guy's gonna out grapple, you know, Benoit, but yeah, like I said, I'm not sure, man. Um, we saw in the Joe Alvarez fight that, you know, he doesn't do very well when guys are, are mashing the gas and immediately and just really pressuring him and not giving him any time to get going, um, which is how Alvarez was able to knock him out. And uh, that's definitely how Benoit fights as well. So I could see a situation where, you know, Benoit gasses himself out, you know, after beating the crap out of Moises for the first round because uh, his pace is really crazy. And uh, and then maybe Moises could take over and get a late sub. But, uh, you know, Benoit's never been submitted, and I'm definitely going to be taking St. Denise here. I'm done doubting this guy. Um, and I'm going to take him to win by a first-round knockout, man. I think he's going to swarm Moises from the jump and get the finish here, man, and I, I'll definitely like the plus money on him. I'm hoping that the line gets even better. 
Next up, we got William Gomez taking on Lucas Almeida. Excuse me, I'm going to grab some water. So uh, William Gomez is 26 years old. Um, looks like he missed weight his last time out. Um, six foot tall with a 73-inch reach. Um, 12-2 and two, and 2-0 two and oh in the UFC, and he's a minus 160 favorite. Uh, he's got six wins by knockout, one by submission. He's going to have a two-inch reach advantage in this fight. Uh, Gomez is a very good kickboxer. You know, really slick kicks, nice switch kicks. Um, as well, you know, you don't really see that much, you know, in the people in the UFC throwing switch kicks. Um, he's very fast with his strikes, you know, does kind of tend to sit back and counter, let his opponents come to him. Um, as a result, he doesn't put out that much volume, but he's very accurate with his punches. And he's only been finished one time in his career, and it was by submission. Uh, likes to use his left uppercut to discourage guys from, you know, shooting for the takedowns. Uh, you know, he's he's pretty solid, man, with his technique on the feet. Doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. Um, if he has a weakness, you know, it's probably that good wrestlers could take him down and control him probably. Um, in his last fight, you know, Francis Marshall kind of waited till the third round to use his wrestling, you know, and, and was he was able to keep him down in the third, but didn't do enough in the first two. He was kind of getting outpointed in the first two rounds. Um, you know, this is kind of a fight that favors both of these guys' style, man. They both like to strike. Um, they both like to strike, you know, and Gomez is a good counter striker, and Almeida is one that will, you know, come in and, and, and go for the knockout, so... Um, Almeida is 32 years old, 5'11", with a 71-inch reach. He is 14-2 and 1-1 and in the UFC. He's a plus-140 underdog. He's got nine wins by knockout, five wins by submission on his record. So, you know, he didn't look good in his last fight, but Pat Sabatini is a very good grappler and does really well with his trips and stuff, and he's pretty much been able to get everybody down that he's fought in the UFC. So uh, I'm not going to be too hard on Lucas about that fight. Um... You know, he's a BJJ black belt. He's dangerous off of his back, but he prefers, he prefers to keep it on the feet. Um, he's very powerful, man. You know, very good with his calf kicks. Like the right, likes the right hand to the body a lot. Um, follows it up with the left hook. He was landing that in the Trezano fight. Um, he's not going to have to worry about Gomez trying to take him down here, I don't think. Um, I will say that Gomez is the more technical striker. Um, I think Almeida will have the power advantage, at least for the first half of the fight, um, until he gets tired. Uh I think Lucas either needs to swarm Gomez at the beginning of this fight, not let Gomez, uh, Gomez keep going, or use his grappling and take Gomez down if he can and look for a submission. Um, I think that's the only way he wins this fight is if he does that, which is not typically how he fights. So uh, Lucas is always live for a knockout, man. I want to pick him here, but I, I do think Gomez is going to outpoint him you know, all the way to a decision. And, uh, yeah, probably win a unanimous decision. Next up, we got co-main event. Manon Faro taking on Rose Namanunez. It's crazy I can say these French names better than I can Namanunez. So Manon Faro is 33 years old, 5'7 uh, with a 66-inch reach in the UFC, and she's a minus 200 favorite. Uh, she has six wins by knockout, has never won a fight by submission, and she's never been submitted. Uh, she's going to have a one-inch reach advantage in this fight. You know, she's a lifelong martial artist, started training karate at seven years old. Uh, you know, she she's won some serious kick karate championships over in France. Uh, very good striker, man. Obviously, you know, she she kind of constantly throws sidekicks to the body to keep her to keep her opponents off of her. 
Um, it's what she does in every fight. It's always the same, you know, and nobody's been able to figure it out yet, how to get around it. And I'd, I'd say Caitlin Chukagian was probably the one that did the best against her. Um, throws a ton of volume, doesn't get hit very much, you know, really good striking defense. Uh, she's beat three really tough fighters in her last, you know, her last few fights. And, you know, she went from, she went from the, you know, Victoria Leonardo's, which what's impressive is that she knocked out Tabitha Ritchie in her uh, second fight in the UFC, and Tabitha Ritchie's on a good run right now. Um, she knocked out her both of her, Victoria Leonardo and Tabitha Ritchie. Um, and then she has a win over uh, Myra Bueno Silva and Jennifer Maya, who's been around the top of the division for a long time, and a win over Caitlin Chukagian, man. And I don't know what more, you know, she really has to do to get a title shot, honestly, you know. Um, I understand that, well, she did get a few knockouts, so it's not that she's not exciting. Um, I think she's definitely earned a title shot after if she wins this one anyway. Um, I've always worried about her takedown defense, man, but it's pr it's pretty much held up. Nobody's really been able to get her down and, and keep her down. Um, she always does the same thing, man. Moves in and out of the pocket, you know, and, and, and pops shots like that, and then she blitzes in with, you know, combinations. All karate guys do that, um, or karate women, too. Uh you know, she'll be the bigger fighter here, man. Rose is going to be moving up a weight class. And I don't really understand that decision. Uh, you know, but I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Rose is 31 years old, 5'5 uh, five, five with a 65-inch reach. She's 11-5 and 9-4 and and in the UFC. And pretty much her whole, her whole career has been in the UFC, man. And she's a plus-170 underdog. And I don't understand, like I said, why Rose is moving up after all the success she's had at 115 pounds. Uh, she's going to be a major size disadvantage here, in my opinion, as well as a height and reach disadvantage. Uh, Rose has two wins by knockout and five by submission. You know, two-time former champion. Uh, she has all the skills, man. You know, the the striking is good, uh, but not the most powerful puncher. But you know, good jujitsu. Um, she is the more well-rounded fighter here. You know, and if she wants to win, she's going to have to take Fro down, man. And I just I don't I don't know if she'll be able to man you know Farod is the the bigger more powerful striker here of these two you know and the size disadvantage you know that Rose is going to be at you know makes me think that Rose won't be able to get the takedowns because uh, nobody else has either man and she's coming up used to fighting 115 pounders um, coming up to 125 you know I don't I don't think it's going to be um, a good matchup for her, you know. Um, I'd like to see Rose win this fight. Uh, I'm more of a fan of hers, really, than I am of Feroz. But, uh, you know, it's hard to... And it's hard to turn down the plus money on Rose as well. Uh, not often you can get that, you know. And uh, But I'm going to be taking Feroz to win this fight by decision. Um, I don't think she's going to be knocking Rose out, you know. And Rose hasn't been getting finished a lot or anything. Uh, other than Jessica Andrade slamming her on her head. But Next up, we got the main event. Uh, Cyril Gaon versus Sergey Spivak. And yeah, Cyril Gaon is, um, uh, what is that meme that was out there for a while? When you wake up and go to the kitchen, but all the cereal gone. <laughs> Sorry, I'm dumb. Uh, uh, Gaon is 33 years old, uh, 6'4", with an 81-inch reach, uh, 11-2, and 8-2 and and in the UFC. <clears throat> And he's a minus 175 favorite. And uh, much of the same can be said for Gone as I said for Farot, man. Um, you know, great kickboxing, you know, very fast, moves in and out of the pocket very well, uh, throws lots of volume and a wide variety of strikes. Uh, has a three-inch reach advantage in this fight. 
Um, he's got five wins by knockout, three by submission. You know, very good footwork. Um, kind of hard. There's not really been anybody that's been able to, you know, beat this guy on the feet other than, you know, Tai Tuivasa, you know, caught him with a with a good punch and dropped him, you know, in that fight. But Gon came back and was able to, to finish Tai. And, uh, you know, he's very good, man. And it's just the holes in his game, you know, or... Unless he's worked on it, man. <laughs> Unless he's really improved his takedown defense. Uh, he's taken on Sergey Spivak. He is 28 years old, 6'3", with a 78-inch reach. He is 16-3 and and 7-3 and in the UFC. And uh, 7 wins by knockout, 7 by submission. And, you know, the thing about this fight is, you know, Spivak, his strengths are Gon's weaknesses. He's a great wrestler, you know, that goes out there and gets takedowns every time, you know, every time he fights. Uh, great submissions for a heavyweight, really dangerous ground and pound. Uh, and he, once he gets you down, man, you're not getting up. You know, he has decent cardio, and, you know, his style is kind of like, his style is kind of tailor-made to beat a guy like Gon. You know, if if he wrestles Gon, you know, it's going to slow Gon down. Uh, we've seen Gon out-grappled and, you know, and taken down twice already by Nganu and Jones. I know Sergey Spivak is no John Jones, but I think his wrestling is at least as good as uh, as Francis Ngannou's. So uh, the question is, is will, you know, Gon's footwork be enough to get away from Spivak, you know, for, for five rounds and uh, keep him from getting him down, man? And I'm not I'm not super confident in this fight, man. I know uh, Gon's a big favorite, but I feel like Spivak is, is, the, is the pick here based on his wrestling advantage. And um, that's, you know, that's, that's how to beat Gon. And, uh, Maybe maybe Gon can keep him off of him and stay keep him keep him at bay, but I'm gonna take uh, Sergey to to win. Uh, take him to win by submission in round two, uh, just like old John Jones submitted him immediately. So uh, I think Sergey's actually got a lot better chance than people are giving him in this fight, man. And that's it as far as my uh, my picks, guys. Um, apologize for the uh this is probably the worst video i've ever done i'm out of it today um i got to that point in the video and realized i forgot to make my my bet flyers so i had to stop and go do that and come do this and i can't talk today and forgive me i'm allowed to have a, a bad one every now and then uh, but as far as my bets for the card goes man i've got a ferrot and basarat parlay that's plus 110 uh, that's a one and a half unit play and then I've got a play on St. Denise at plus 100. That's a half-unit play. And then I've got a play on Guskov at plus 120, and that's a half-unit play. So a couple of underdog shots, man. As far as my uh, my bigger parlays, I've got a four-fight parlay with Shari, Lauren, and Basarat and Farot. That's a plus 261. And then I added, uh, who did I add? Uh, Taylor Laplace and uh, St. Denise to to that, and that's a plus 929. And then and then to that I added uh, Guskov and Angelusa, and that's a plus 3,423. And I guess I forgot to make the next one, but the next one is all this, and then I added, um, I added uh, William Gomes to it, and that's a plus 5,558. I'm not putting the main event in my parlays this week, guys, um, just because I'm not super confident in my pick either way or, you know, so. But, yeah, man, that's uh, that's it for me this week, guys. Sorry about the, the crappy video, man. I'm, I am out of it today. <laughs> and uh, 
But yeah, man, I appreciate all you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, forgive me. The next video will be back, back on point and better. And uh, please like and subscribe, man. And thank you guys. Y'all have a good one.